The Dallas Stars closed out their three-game road trip with a explosive 6-4 win over the Florida Panthers. And this was an action-packed game. A lot happened, and we're here to cover all of it. We'll talk about the goals that got scored. We'll talk about Scott Wedgwood's situation and get the latest on him. And then we'll give you a quick preview of Saturday's game. The Stars return home for a date with the New York Islanders. All of this coming up on a Friday episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Friday, November 18th. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, and follow us on social media. Uh, while Twitter still exists, you can follow us on there at Locked On Stars at Dane Double Underscore Lewis, and you can also find us on Instagram, the show under the same name, Locked On Stars. And if you want to follow my personal account on Instagram, you can do so. I don't post as much hockey content on there, but it's just a nice at D double underscore Lewis. Thank you guys for tuning in and supporting the show, despite the internet continuing to be a chaotic and insane place. And speaking of chaotic and insane, that feels like a pretty good summary uh, to, you know, cap off last night's contest between the Stars and the Panthers. And to get things started, I do want to talk about Scott Wedgwood's situation, a very scary situation, uh, as we saw him get stretchered off the ice. Um, which turns out to really be more of a precaution more than anything, uh, but still very scary. Uh, I mean, every now and then the NHL just gives us a reminder uh, that it's a cruel sport and that these are human beings uh, with that can feel pain uh, and feel emotions as well, playing this game under the helmets and the masks, especially the goalies. Uh, and thankfully, um, according to Matt DeFranks on Twitter last night, Scott Wedgwood does appear to be okay, all things considered. He was not taken to a hospital or an emergency room. He was walking around at the Stars locker room after the game, and Stars coach Pete DeVore said that he would be further examined and evaluated once the team gets back to Dallas, and that he's not in any immediate danger. So very thankful for that um, in a world where even this season we've seen some pretty scary injuries. The Evander Kane injury with his you know skate hitting his wrist, I mean, things like that, very, very scary, but very thankful that Scott is healthy, um, all things considered, not in the hospital, not in any immediate danger. Um, I know many people touched on it last night on the broadcast on social media that Scott Wedgwood is one of the kindest guys, one of the nicest guys in this Stars locker room. And I mean, that's a huge blow, both physically on the ice and also just in the dressing room as well to see a guy get stretched off. And so thankfully he's okay. And it's a shame that, you know, he unfortunately had to leave because he was playing very well for the Stars before he left. 21 of 23 saves, including um, a couple great saves on the play he got injured on. Anton Lundell trying to get a breakaway shorthanded goal and Wedgwood being the hero in that moment. Uh, played a fantastic game up until his injury and, you know, was unfortunately had to be pulled from the game just due to circumstances that were out of his control. Uh, thankfully, Scott Wedgwood 
okay. And overall, this game, again, even just putting that aside, was just chaotic and unpredictable at times. I mean, the Stars had to kind of overcome quite a bit, uh, and this very much felt like a game that could have maybe gotten away from them uh, and could have been a pretty frustrating loss. I mean, you have an injured player leaving the ice in an unconventional way. The Stars racked up 15 penalty minutes. The Panthers seemed to be gaining strength and momentum as the night continued to go on. After Matthew Kachuk scored that fourth goal for the Panthers, it, it got pretty nerve-wracking. I mean, that was a pretty big moment for that Panthers team, and it, it started to feel somewhat similar to Tuesday night in the sense that it was a close game, and things kind of felt like they were in the favor of the opposition. But Dallas kept their composure and won a close game, which they were not able to do on Tuesday night in Tampa Bay. I mean, I think that's kind of one of the criticisms now of this team is that when they win, they're winning big, they're blowing teams out, they're scoring a ton of goals, and tonight they did a little bit of both. They scored six goals, but also found a way to win a game that ended up being a little bit closer and more competitive uh, than the first period of the game might have originally led on. Um, and now, I mean, this is a great win to have under your belt. You come back to Texas with five points on the road trip out of a possible, what, six? I mean, they leave one on the ice on Tuesday in Tampa, but they get the win in Philly, they get the win in Florida, and they now have 10 wins on the season, still holding first place in the Central Division. And, you know, I, I think that it goes kind of without saying that this team has been battle-tested throughout the early stages of this season, and I think as time continues to go on, that will continue to benefit them. If you, you know, jump ahead and start thinking about the future of this season and the late stages, whatever playoff race is happening, or once this team gets to the postseason, I mean, I think this team will be maybe more prepared than some others across the league just because they've endured so much this season. It just feels like they've been playing on the road nonstop this season only a few quick stops at home and when they've been at home they've looked really good all things considered outside of maybe that rangers and that sharks game they've gotten a shutout at home and they've beaten some other really good teams within the friendly confines of the american airlines center so i for one am excited that they're now back for an extended period of time and even as the month of december rolls around the stars will be playing plenty of hockey at home and i think this is a great chance for them to establish some momentum separate themselves from the rest of the pack potentially in the central division and maybe even in the western conference uh, and this team even looks good even though they've had to play a ton on the road they're battle tested they've been through a lot through only one month of the season they've had to overcome some injuries and some other roster obstacles uh, and of course not you know, with a ton of cap room either. Uh, and it's just kind of been an X-man up mentality and guys have stepped up and done their job, including Jake Ottinger last night. It's not very easy to just come into a game off the bench without really any time to warm up, really no preparation in that moment. And of course, you're going to expect Jake to give up a couple goals, which he did, but all things considered, he came up big for his team when they needed him. And now it looks like he's going to for sure be the guy that this team is going to look to for the foreseeable future. Hopefully Scott is not out too long. We're going to be keeping an eye on the waivers today. We might see a move that maybe sends Matte Blumel back to the Texas Stars. Maybe we see Matt Murray uh, get promoted yet again to the Dallas Stars. And not sure if that means we'll see his NHL debut, but he could be sitting behind the bench or at least on the Stars bench, uh, maybe for the next handful of games, depending on what the Scott Wedgwood situation is. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to look at the individual goals in this game because it really felt like all the goals scored in this game had a little bit more significance behind them than just giving the Stars a point. More on that after a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. 
And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting fix. If you want to bet on NFL football this weekend, college football, NBA, NF, NHL, uh, I mean, you name it, they have it all at betonline.net, and you can bet just about any sport you can come up with. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Moving on on this Friday episode of Lockdown Star, certainly hope you guys have had a great week. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. So remember to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you do feel so inclined, uh, leave us a five-star rating or review on your favorite podcasting platform on Spotify. Apple helps the show out a ton, um, you know, and helps the show extend and reach new audiences. So if you do feel so inclined, please do that because it's free and helps the show out a ton. But let's continue to talk about last night's big win for the Stars. They overcome some adversity with some injuries and some penalties and things of that nature. But the Stars offense still looked pretty sharp in this game. Five Dallas Stars players score goals. And it just felt like each goal had a little bit of significance behind it. Either for the goal scorer or maybe some of the players that were involved uh, getting assist on the play. You go kind of go goal by goal and it's just you know, kind of a ton of significance and a ton of importance outside of just, hey, the Stars scored a goal and got a point on the board, which is, of course, fantastic. You never can really get enough of that, but it, really good stuff from the Stars forwards last night. Rope Hints netted two goals, and last night or yesterday was his 26th birthday, which, I mean, I don't think it would have taken his birthday for Rope Hints to play well. If Rope Hints is in the zone, he is nearly impossible to stop, and he was certainly in the zone last night. We also saw his line mate, Jason Robertson, uh, get an assist on that second Rope Hintz goal. So now both players are on 10 game point streaks, which is absolutely incredible. Doesn't necessarily seem like it's going to end anytime soon. Uh, and it's going to be easier said than done to try to shut these guys down and keep them off the score sheet for any given game. Uh, I mean, their chemistry is just out of this world and then even if it's not those two guys doing damage the puck is probably on the stick or near number 16 who can do quite a bit of damage on his own as well as far as scoring or sending the puck to 24 or 21 but the point streak continues for the stars two up and coming stars or superstars if you will at this point uh, in the season and at this point in both of those guys careers and then you look at the second goal of the game scored by Nils Lundqvist his first goal as a Dallas star and I mean it was kind of surprising it wasn't a slap shot from the blue line like we kind of got used to seeing in the preseason or a few of the shots we've seen him take in the regular season it was a goal very close to the net a nice move to beat Sergei Bobrovsky and his celebration was just everything I mean you could see the excitement in his face and the way he was moving uh, it seemed like he went harder on the celebration than he did the actual goal as far as skating he was so excited his teammates were excited for him uh, continues to be a great pickup by the front office, a great trade uh, that seems to be benefiting the Dallas Stars, the addition of Nils Lundqvist to the defensive court, and just seems like a change of scenery from New York to Texas has been really, really, really good on him, and he's continuing to play very well, play at a high level. Glad to see him get his first goal as a star. And then, you, of course, you had the veterans getting involved in the scoring as well. Jamie Benn continues his monstrous terror. He now has seven goals on the season and only 17 games played, 17 points in total. So he is now officially a points-per-game player. And you look at him last season, only 18 goals on the year, and he played all 82 games. Jamie Benn is currently on pace to shatter that by quite a bit. Uh, continuing to play at an extremely high level and showing both the Stars, Stars fans, and the NHL world that he's not done. Jamie Benn is still 
out for blood and taking care of business uh, and looking like his former self, which is very exciting and a breath of fresh air. I know for many of you listening to see Jamie Ben being as involved offensively as he has been this season. And now just a little bit of a fun fact, he is now actually 14 points away from 800 career points and not too far off from him. You have Tyler Sagan as well, who is also getting close to some milestone numbers. We saw Tyler score a goal last night. We also saw him get an assist uh, from Mason Marchment on his goal. So a little bit of significance there. Mason Marchment getting on the score sheet in his return to Sunrise, Florida. Uh, The Panthers, kind of the team that gave Marchment a chance and kind of displayed his talents to the NHL world. And now as a result of that, He's in Dallas with the Stars playing very well, and Sagan has a two-point night. And actually, his next point that he scores, which hopefully is very, very soon, will be his 700th career point. Uh, And he is also 10 assists away from 400 total on his career. So the captain, Jamie Benn, and longtime alternate captain, Tyler Sagan, continuing to show out this season and play very, very well under Coach Pete DeBoer in his new system. Uh, and also knocking on the doorstep of some pretty great and pretty historic milestone numbers. Uh, and we'll, I mean, Tyler Sagan, we could very well see him get at least one point in Saturday's matchup against the New York Islanders, which would be really cool to see um, for him to reach that milestone at home, 700 uh, career points. And of course, also getting very close to 400 career assists. And then the last goal of the game goes to Ty Delandria. Maybe the easiest goal of the night, but Ty Delandria had a really good game. He actually had a great look early on that could have potentially been the second goal after Rope Hintz's opener, uh, but Sergei Bobrovsky able to get the best of him on there, but he also gets an assist on Jamie Benn's goal. And then he had two shots on goal, the aforementioned missed goal, or rather blocked goal by Bobrovsky. Uh, and then he, of course, had his second shot on goal that went in an empty netter to ice the game. And I mean, that's a big moment. The, that Panthers team had a little bit of momentum and they had some really good looks offensively at the net. The Stars able to clear the zone and despite a tip from a stick from a, a Panthers defender, uh, Ty Delanger is still able to find a way to get the puck across you know, the, the blue line and into the zone and eventually uh, into the, the back of an empty Panthers net. And that, of course, iced the game and helped the Stars reach two points without too much more difficulty. So good stuff from Ty Delandria, seeing him getting involved with Jamie Benn and Wyatt Johnston on their line. And of course, his second goal of the season, uh, a timely one and a very helpful one for the Stars. And maybe we'll see Delandria go on a little bit of a tear. It seems like he's been playing very well and seems to not have missed much of a beat uh, after taking a mean Steven Stamkos slap shot to the leg the other night. He seemed to be skating just fine. And so it doesn't seem like there's too much cause for concern for Delandria's health right now, which is a very good thing uh, as the Stars have some other things to tend to in terms of health, uh, of course, with Scott Wedgwood. But all of those goals, I mean, a ton of fun to watch. The offense seemed to really be in sync. Uh, the chemistry seems to be at an all-time high this season across all of the lines and on the defensive pairings as well. And now the key is to just keep this going. And I think the Stars can very well do that uh, coming up on this homestand because the offense looks good on the road, but it sometimes looks even better uh, when the Stars play at home. And I think that, you know, that they'll be ready and fired up to play in front of the hometown crowd that is ready to explode every time the puck goes into the back of the net. Well, speaking of that Stars homestand, we're going to take a minute after a quick break and talk about the first game of that four game stretch at the American Airlines Center. The Stars take on the visiting New York Islanders on Saturday. We'll give you a quick preview right after this. All right, we're closing out this Friday episode of Locked on Stars, talking a little bit about Saturday's matchup. Uh, The Islanders coming to town for their first and only meeting with the Stars at the American Airlines Center. 
uh, home sweet home for Dallas. I'm sure they're excited to have the next four games in front of the hometown fans. And the Islanders are coming in with some pretty good um, accolades to their name. This is a pretty good team. One of the better teams in the Eastern Conference as of right now. An 11-7-0 record. 22 points tied second in the Metropolitan Division with the Carolina Hurricanes. Of course, the New Jersey Devils sitting at the top of that division with, I believe, now 11 games in a row. An 11-game heater, as Jack Hughes may say. And uh, But the Islanders coming in a little bit limping. They did lose their last game uh, in Nashville, actually, last night, 5-4. to four. Um, and they've played their last two games on the road last night in Nashville against the Preds, and then a couple nights ago they played in Ottawa against the Senators. This is actually the third game of a four-game road trip for this Islanders squad. After this game, they will go on to Toronto for a matchup with the Maple Leafs, but this battle, this game uh, in Dallas on Saturday will be a battle of explosive offenses. These two teams boasting some top 10 offenses as far as goals scored this season. The Stars second in the NHL right now and goals for at 66. The only team ahead of them, the Boston Bruins with 68. And the Islanders are currently ranked seventh in the league in goals for with 61. So not too far off from what the Stars have done. Both these teams very good at putting the puck in the back of the net. However, if you look a little bit deeper, the Islanders doing it a lot more in the five-on-five game and not so much on the man advantage. They are 18th in the NHL uh, on power play percentage at 20.8%, while Dallas ranks third in the league at 31.4%. Still a very lethal, very deadly power play for the Stars. Hopefully that is something they can use to their advantage. However, both teams are top five in penalty kill percentage. The New York Islanders actually ranked one spot higher than the Stars and fourth at 83.3%, and Dallas just below them in fifth at 82 The Stars did give up a few goals, a few power play goals to the Panthers last night. So maybe a little bit of a dip in numbers there. But both these teams, very, very good when they have guys in the penalty box as far as turning the other team away. So this will be an interesting special teams battle for one to see if the Stars, how many looks they get on the man advantage. And when they do get those looks, can they find a way to execute against the Islanders? Or will the Islanders continue to stand firm and prevent the Stars from scoring consistently on the power play. And if you look at this Islanders roster, it's a very interesting group of guys, very interesting bunch, very solid roster and a very underrated roster. I feel like that's just kind of been what the Islanders identity is over the past handful of seasons. Just an underrated team that has a lot of talent, some really gifted skaters, some really good scores, uh, but you never really hear a lot of these guys' names being thrown in as some of the, you know, the cream of the crop, the best in the league. You have Matthew Barzell, who signed a big contract just a few weeks before Jason Robertson signed him. Uh, He is currently the team leader in points for the Islanders at 19, but is actually still in the hunt for his first goal on the season. All 19 of his points are assists, yet he is the team leader in points. So he's finding a way to be effective for this Islanders squad, but still looking to bury his first goal of the season. Then, of course, you have some other names that are notable with this team. Brock Nelson, the team leader in goals with nine, also nine assists on the season. You have Anders Lee, who has eight goals and nine assists on the year, just to name a few of the guys on this roster. And then, of course, you have the goaltending situation, which was something worth keeping an eye on. You have kind of the starter, the guy who has been the main workhorse for the Islanders in Ilya Sorokin. Uh, he's been the go-to guy for the Isles this season, 7-5-0, and with a 2.41 goals against average and a .925 save percentage. If he's not getting the start, although he did start in Nashville on Thursday, and again, they have been leaning on him the majority of this season, if he doesn't get the start, it will likely be Semyon Varlamov, who is 4-2 to start the season with a 2.77 goals against average and a .920 save, 
save percentage. His last started game was November 14th at Ottawa, the first game of this Islanders road trip. So two pretty good goaltenders with pretty similar numbers. Uh, Sorokin a little bit better save percentage, a little better goals against average, but also has significantly more games started, about half as many games played for Sorokin uh, as Varlamov. So both these guys, very capable, very suitable goaltending players that can you know line up and play against pretty much any team in the league curious to see who starts i imagine it will be sorokin as they'll be doing all they can the islanders to try and slow down the second best offense in the league at least in terms of goals scored so be on the lookout for that be on the lookout for a few of these guys on the islanders roster and this is a good team this is a team that had a rough outing last year they played what their first 16 17 games on the road last season could never really get too much momentum built up we're stuck in a very strong and powerful eastern conference and now they have more of a normal schedule they have some really good players on their team and they're off to a good start the metro division is not going to be a cakewalk by any means this season so being top three in that division is something to be proud of something worth taking note of and i think this is a team that very well could make the postseason i believe i did have them in the playoffs in some form or fashion in the eastern conference so this should be a very fun matchup, some explosive offense, probably a ton of goals, a lot of open ice, some very good and fast skating, the potential to be uh, an all-time classic uh, between these two teams that don't really see too much of each other. And also, in my opinion, uh, a very underrated jersey matchup, the green, the white, and the black mixed with the white and the blue and the orange. I don't know. It just looks good. It's kind of like when the Stars and the Oilers get together, except this is a team from the other side of the continent uh, over in New York. But it should be a fun game. I think the Stars come away with the win, and I imagine they probably score five or six goals to do it. And I think the Islanders do the same, probably four or five goals as well on their end, and should be a good test for Jake Ottinger against one of the better offenses that he will have seen this year. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in making us your first listen of the day. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube, the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Check us out on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter and my personal Twitter account at Dane Double underscore Lewis. Be sure to tune back in on Monday as we'll be recapping this Stars and Islanders game and looking ahead for what the week has in store for the Stars on Thanksgiving week. A few home games to take note of uh, with some divisional opponents coming to town, including a familiar face, a familiar coach coming in on Black Friday. We'll cover all of that next week on Locked on Stars. Have a good weekend, Stars fans. We'll see you back here on Monday.